powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. together tonight. Lift your Bibles high. Let's make our confession of faith together. It's right there at the bottom of the screen. Let's talk, y'all. I am unconditionally loved by God and at Harvest Church. I'm in my year of acceleration, accelerated progress, accelerated faith. This year, all I do is win. In Jesus' name, Selah. Remain standing. One quick scripture we're going to look at. Selah is amen's cousin, which means God, you said it. I believe it. That settles it. Go to John chapter 14, verse number 26. John chapter 14, verse number 26. Prophesy over yourself. Say, you're doing better now than you ever have before. Prophesy to yourself. Stop waiting on somebody to speak life to you. Speak life to yourself. Say your name. Say everything is working together for your good. Say, the tables have turned. (laughs) John 14, 26. Look at what the scripture says. But the helper, say, I need help. We all need help throughout the day. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. Look at this last part. And bring to your remembrance all the things that I said to you. Make this declaration Wednesday. Say, the Holy Ghost keeps me grateful. Father, speak tonight. Speak with clarity. Speak with power as we move in what you've ordained. Father, we just say thank you. Thank you for the sun rising. Thank you for its setting. 
Thank you for breath in our body. Thank you for the activity of our limbs. Thank you that our eyes work. Thank you that our ears work. Thank you that our hands work. Thank you, Father, that even, we, even if we had some difficult situations today, you gave us the grace to get through them. Thank you, Father, that you've turned the tables in our favor. Thank you for our enemies. Thank you for our haters. Thank you for every Judas. Thank you for every mess. Thank you for every controversy. Thank you for every issue because, Father, it is you that keeps us grateful. And so tonight, Father, rather than complaining about what's not right, complaining about what's not the way we want it to be, we're going to just say thank you. Thank you because you've been good. Thank you because you've been powerful. Thank you because you've been faithful. Even when we were not faithful to you, you have always been faithful to us. And we seal this prayer not with an amen, but with a thank you in Jesus' name. Somebody holler thank you. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. As you know, we're in this series called The Holy Spirit with this substratum that it's the God in you. And I encourage you to catch up on the first few messages on YouTube or Facebook or even on auto message. We've learned that there are three experiences that you can have as a Christian. The first experience is salvation or being born again or making a decision to become a Christian. And we've learned so far that that's when we are sealed by the Holy Spirit. And what have we learned so far, church? That salvation is the beginning, it's not the end. Because you and I are construction sites, we are not museums. Which means there are going to be areas of your life where you are under construction. There are going to be areas of your life where you are going through process. There's going to be areas of your life where stuff looks a flat foot mess. Can I get real with you? As you begin to grow and develop, there are going to be areas of your life that you want to show everybody and tell everybody about. And then there are going to be areas of your life where it's so ratchet, you don't want nobody to know about it, and you even lie to yourself about it. Where are the honest people at in church? Which is why salvation is just the beginning. It's not the end, which is why we need the second experience. The second experience is when we are filled with the Spirit. It's also called the baptism of the Holy Ghost or the baptism of the Spirit or filling, uh, the filling of the Spirit. And we've learned so far that that has a Hebrew word, which is the language of our Old Testament. It is the word ruach. Say ruach. Every time you see uh, the word uh, spirit in the Old Testament, nine times out of ten, it's this word ruach. And ruach, watch this, it means the breath of God, the mind of God. You should know that W word by now, the wind of God. God says, I breathe life into you, which means I give you the ability to outlive what should have outlived you. I give you the ability to outlive the stuff that knew it was going to take you out when you were 10, take you out when you were 21, take you out when you were 42, take you out when you were 63. God says, when you're filled with my spirit, I give you the ability to outlive stuff. And people are wondering how you keep going, baby. I got God breathing life into me. And some people will say, how is it that you bounce back after that divorce? Baby, it ain't me. It's the God in me. How did you bounce back after that crazy financial situation? It ain't me. It's the God in me. How in the world did you get through? those crazy children and that crazy this, that, and the other. Baby, it's because God breathed life into me. But then, but it's not just his breath. It is also his mind. God says, I give you my mind. When he fills us with the spirit, God gives us the ability to think like he does. And here's how God thinks in simplicity. God thinks like a problem solver. Nowhere in the scripture do you just see God identify the problem without also simultaneously identifying the solution. Notice Jesus never started crying about Lazarus being dead and said, y'all, he gone and didn't nobody tell me nothing. Instead, when he looks at Lazarus, he weeps. The Bible says Jesus wept. And then a couple verses later, what do you see Jesus doing? He says, Lazarus, come forth. Check it out. God's mentality, God's mindset is to problem solve. Anytime there's a problem, God's mentality is how do I fix it? Uh, would you just touch your neighbor on the shoulder? You're going to do it at least four more times. So I hope you like who you're sitting next to. And just say, stop complaining and start solving. 
Yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff you're sitting up whining about, complaining about. And what you need to do is lace your boots up, put your shoulders back, and start solving some problems. Stop saying, why me? Instead, say, what next? God, how are you going to use this to get the glory out of it? But then it also means this. It means, watch this, not as only his breath, not only his mind, but it is his wind. God gives us a wind that is in us that is stronger than the wind that is against us. So when it says, I'm going to fill you with my spirit, it's his breath, it's his mind, it's his wind. Then pneuma, that's the language of our New Testament. So anywhere we see spirit in the New Testament, it's normally that word pneuma. That's Greek. And it means his mind, his soul, which are his mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. I've taught about that. And the Bible says that God wants to live in us. Check this out. God says, I don't want to be some uh, a figure that you see off in the distance. I want to be so close to you that literally I'm in you. In other words, God says, I want to be one with you. Here's why that's good news. Here's why that's good news. Because if I'm one with God and God is one with me, if you come against me, you didn't come against me. You came against God. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? That's why you see Jesus saying things like my father and I are one. In other words, he says my God is in me, which means when you mess with me, you're messing not just with a man. You are messing with the God of the man. And only a fool would be stupid enough to come against God. Then also, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. He says, I want to live in you. And so that's that second experience where God comes and lives in you. And here's the cool thing. Here's the cool thing. God is not some invisible figure that's over here, over there. God says, I want to come and I want to dwell in you. Isn't that cool? Now, just think about it for a minute. Because if, if you've been in church for a while, you lose the gravity of it because you're so used to it. And sometimes you lose appreciation for things, watch this, that you make common. And you make it common because you're used to it. See, if you're used to excellence, all of a sudden then excellence becomes your common. Excellence becomes your average. And so you'll begin to think that everybody is that way, not realizing that everybody is not that way. God says, I want to live in you. Ah, you who messed up. You who failed. You who cuss. Don't get quiet on me right through there. All the cusses just got quiet. Don't get quiet now. You wasn't quiet in that traffic. You, you who thinks thoughts that aren't always right. Can we be honest? Here's what I love about God. God is so incredible that he says, I want to make my temple not in a building. I want to make my temple in you. And check this out. I already know your issues. I already know your problems. I already know your nuances. And I still want to make my residence in you. Would you lay your hands on yourself and say, there's some good in here. There's some good in here. Don't you ever let anybody say you're trash and you're this and you're that. God says, I choose to make my residence in you. The third experience we can have, watch this, is when we are refilled. So the first experience, we're sealed. Second experience, we are filled. Third experience, we are refilled. Everybody likes a free refill. Some of y'all won't get drinks unless the refill's free. Give me the strawberry lemonade. But are the refills free, though? Because if not, I don't want that. You already know how you do. Now, now, check this out. God says, I give free refills. <laughs> you can't get a free refill at the restaurant, but God says, I give a free refill. Now, in other words, we've learned so far that God says, I, you need a refill of my spirit. We've looked so far in Acts chapter 2, the people were filled. In the next 
preceding chapters, that same group of people are refilled with the Spirit. And Ephesians, the Bible says, we ought to be being filled or stay filled with the Spirit of God. Here's why. Life happens. And when life happens, it quenches the Spirit. The Spirit in the Bible is likened unto water. That's why it's a refill. So here's what happens. As life happens, check this out Wednesday night. As life happens, it's like draining the water. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Sometimes you drain it because you drink it. In, in other words, I'm using the word. Got it? I'm studying the scriptures. I'm listening to the messages. So, so watch this. As I'm drinking it, it's being utilized, which means I need, watch this, all the more now because I'm utilizing it. Sometimes, though, if you leave a drink out, watch this, it's going to what? Evaporate. Whenever you don't cover what it is that you've received. See, some of y'all leave church and then get, get right back with them crazy friends. You didn't cover what you received. Some of y'all leave church and you go right back to the same way of thinking. You didn't cover what you received. And I don't think there's somebody in here tonight that say, I'm going to cover it tonight. I ain't letting nobody quench what I got. Which means if you come to me sideways, you might get hit upside the face. Because I, excuse me. Oops. Sometimes you got to tell people you will not quench the spirit, which means if you're coming around me, some of y'all tomorrow, you already got some people, you know, going to come with drama, come with issues, come with negative talk. And you need to say, ain't nobody got time for that because I need to cover what it is I've received. If I leave it uncovered, it evaporates. Some, sometimes, 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 if I don't do anything with it, watch this, what I received is stagnant. So the only way to make something stagnant flow is you need fresh water to flow. That, that's why the Bible just doesn't say he's like water. He's like living water. In other words, it's fresh water. Somebody say, I need to be refreshed. And life drains you. That's why faithful church attendance is so important because we need a refill. I don't know about you, but many times, like, I, I, Wednesday is like a whole lot, a lot away. Like, I don't need midweek by midweek. I need midweek by Sunday night. That's why we got prayer on Monday night. We've learned that when we're filled by the Spirit, seven things happen. The first thing, and again, I'm just reviewing where we were. I'm going to get to this point tonight. He lives in you. 1 Corinthians 3.16. He lives in you. Say, he lives in me. Second thing when you're filled with the Spirit is he leads you. That's Luke 4 and 1. And remember, the leading of the Lord often contradicts your, your logic. Your logic says be angry. His logic says who cares? <laughs> they won't be important in a couple of weeks. You know, Jesus never worried with Judas because he knew Judas was going to kill himself. There are certain people that you're battling with right now that won't even be a factor by the end of the year. Touch a neighbor, say, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? There are certain things you're worried about that aren't even going to be an issue in a little bit. Who cares? Jesus was like, I'm so unbothered by that. I'm, I don't even care. And I'm sure Judas at one point, because he was passive aggressive, he was probably trying to get Jesus' attention. You know, while he, was on the, while he was on the cross, he's probably like, I did it. I did it. I got you. I got you. And Jesus like, no, I got you. Because <laughs> in three days, I'm coming back. In three days, you'll be no more. I don't know who this is for, but somebody, you need to write that name down and come lay it at this altar. And don't you be bothered by that again. Because you've been carrying unforgiveness, carrying that bitterness, carrying that anger. And you need to let that go because they won't even be a factor after a while. Number three, he helps you. John 14, 16. He gives us help when we need help. Say, I need help. 
Number four, he's your crisis manager. We've already learned this. That's why I'm hitting it fast. Luke 12, 12. He says, in that hour, I'll tell you what you need to say. What hour is that? The hour of crisis. Sometimes when you're in a crisis, your temptation is to be a hothead, and sometimes you need to back down. Sometimes when you want to back down, you need to actually turn up. <laughs> so the Bible says the Holy Ghost will be your crisis manager. Say he's my crisis manager. And we learned last week that you have to yield to him because some of y'all, you immediately go to your default whenever you hit a crisis. So when you hit a crisis, when you hit a bad news, when you get bad text, when you get a bad email, whatever, you immediately go into panic mode. And what you need to do is start before panicking and say, okay, Holy Spirit, I yield to you. Take over. Jesus, take the wheel. You got it. Next, watch this. He reminds you, John 14, 26. We looked at that. He says, I'm going to remind you of the things you need to know when you need to know them. I'm going to remind you of what you were taught. That's one of the reasons why we've put all the messages on podcast, or many of them on podcasts and YouTube and all of that, and so that you've always got the word there. But look what he says. I will bring to your remembrance all the things I said to you. He's referring to his word. He says, I'm going to bring to your remembrance what you've learned because the reality is, is that you're going to spend eternity learning me and still won't know it all. You missed it. He says, you're going to spend eternity learning God and you still won't know it all. That's why the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is what? Eternal life. Which means God says, it's going to take you forever to figure me out. It's going to take you forever to figure out why I would get on a cross and die for you. It's going to take you to forever to figure out why I would love you. It's going to take you forever to figure out how I work miracles. It's going to take you forever to learn me, which is why you need an eternity to get it done. Then, watch this, he convicts us when we're wrong, John 16 and 8. God doesn't condemn us, he convicts us. Condemnation says you're so bad. Conviction says you're so much better than. What's the difference? Condemnation says you're so bad. Conviction says you're so much better than. So what God does, if you're doing something sideways, God ain't going to be like, you are this, that, and the other. Instead, God is going to be like, you are so much better than this, that, and the other. What are you doing? Where did he do that at? Say Conviction. Here's how you know conviction. In the moment you're ready to do something wrong, it hits. Where, where are the honest people at? It hits. It, it hits. The moment you're ready to go in, it hits. Y'all not talking. The moment you're feeling lonely, so you're about to pick up the phone to go to your past. Come here, Lot's wife. It hits. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The moment you're getting ready to go back to your past, come here, Lot's wife. It hits. Did I repeat it right? I don't remember. Check it out. Then lastly, he affirms you. And he affirms you, John, uh, Luke 3 and 22. Luke 3, 22. He affirms you. Affirmation is necessary for acceleration. Because when you're moving fast, you need to know that you're going in the right direction. Woo! I just helped myself. When you're moving fast, you have to know that you're going in the right direction. When you're in a plane, you can't be figuring out where you're going. So what God does is he affirms you, then he accelerates you, and while you're accelerated, you're also simultaneously agitated. So in other words, God says the agitation is an indication of your acceleration, which means you're moving faster now than you ever have before. So I had to tell you who you were before because the stuff that was going to come against you would make you think that you were not because you were dealing with. See, sometimes you can face situations, you're like, God, how am I dealing with this? How am I dealing with that? How am I dealing with that? If I am your child, if you love me, why am I dealing with this? And God is like, no, that's why I affirmed you at church before you went through that, so that when you went through that, you'd know who you are, so you wouldn't slow down, you wouldn't stop, but you would keep accelerating. So the, the seven things happen when we're filled with the Spirit. Then we've learned six benefits of being Spirit-filled. Sunday, y'all remember, we dug deeper into the first benefit. He gives us 
power, and his power has a purpose. We, we learn all those six benefits. He prays for us. I'm going to do a whole message on that. He gives us gifts. I'm going to do a whole message on that. He keeps us focused. I'm going to talk about that. He refreshes us. I'm going to talk about that. He gets us through what wants to destroy us. I'm going to talk about that. Now, uh, all these are great benefits. I want to say them again because I said them so fast, and I don't want you to miss them. This is big stuff. Somebody say this is big stuff. This is what's going to make the difference between where you were last month and where you will be at the end of this month. It's not you. It's the God in you. He gives us power. Say power. Then he prays for us. Say he prays for me. He gives us gifts. Say he gives me gifts. He keeps me focused. Say he keeps me focused. I'll say it, then you repeat it. He refreshes me. He gets me through what wants to destroy me. Those are some bomb benefits. You may not use bomb anymore. I don't really care. I'm using it. Bomb is an urban colloquialism that just means they're very exceptional. <laughs> Someone said they're exceptional benefits. All of this comes from being filled with the Holy Ghost. What I got an issue, though. These are awesome benefits, but they are often forgotten. Wait, what do you mean, Bishop? You forget that when you don't know what to pray, he prays. When you're losing focus, you forgot that he will keep you. When you're feeling stagnant and when you're feeling like you're stuck and you can't move forward, he refreshes us. When you're feeling powerless, you forgot your God is king of kings and the Lord of lords and the great I am. And I don't care who looks like they're winning. That only looks that way now. Keep watching to the end. But sometimes we forget, which is why Psalm 103.2 says this, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, here's the last part, and forget not all them benefits. I got this card that, that's got all these benefits, and they said, you can use it, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this. And, uh, and so I was having something go on, and I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to have to deal with it like that. And then I, hoping to, I, I went and looked at the book, and I went and looked at the book for this card. The book said, oh, no, this is part of your benefits, something I already had had a benefit I was not using. Many spirit-filled Christians are walking around worn, weary, and sad because you forgot about his benefits. Y'all not talking to me on a Wednesday night. You, you, you were getting frustrated and even shed some tears about the news that you got because you forgot about his. But I don't think there's some people in this place tonight that can say, Lord, forgive me for forgetting about your benefits. Just say, Lord, forgive me for forgetting. Now, he says, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, my mind, my thoughts, my will, and my emotions, and forget not all of his benefits. You got benefits. And when you don't know you have benefits, you will pay for stuff that was paid for. Y'all ain't talking to me. When you don't know that you have benefits, you will live beneath the benefits, not realizing they were yours the whole time. God is looking at you, and you looking at him. You looking at him like, God, what's up? And God is like, use the benefits. Oh, I know what happened. You forgot. Are you hearing me, church? And here's the significance of it. Ungratefulness. Unthankfulness and ingratitude is directly related to you forgetting. I'm going to say it again. Ungratefulness, because y'all too quiet for me on a Wednesday night. 
Y'all normally the turn experience. I look forward to Wednesdays. Ungratefulness, unthankfulness, ingratitude. All of those things are a result of forgetting. I'm going to show you in the scripture. And it has very dire consequences. That's why the Holy Ghost reminds us of those benefits when we start acting brand new. Acting brand new is a phrase that simply means you forgot. You know what? Here's one thing I really hate. I guess I shouldn't. No, I hate. Pray for me. All right, watch. Um, if I say to you, all right, come. I've been using you a lot lately. Won't you come? You ask God to use you. Now you're getting used. Here we go. If I say to you, all right, when I'm done preaching, grab my laptop and get the pen. Okay? All right, now let's pretend like I'm done preaching. Let's go all the way up. And won't he make a way out of no way? And won't he give you joy? Is there, okay, y'all clap, y'all clap, y'all shout, y'all shout. All right. And I'm getting out of here. Now grab everything up there. Can I talk? Now, what did I tell him to grab? The laptop and the pen. If it's one thing I hate is having to repeat myself when I didn't made what I wanted very clear. Because somebody's acting like they're brand new and didn't hear what I said the first time. Thank you. You ever had to tell somebody, listen, I'm going to be there at 5. You get there at 5. You call them. Oh, when you, oh, I thought you said 7. You know good and doggone well. I ain't said nothing about no seven. Brand new is when you act like you didn't know after being told. It's quiet in here. And, and, and what I learned from the scripture is that it, uh, ungratefulness, unthankfulness, ingratitude, it's a direct result of us forgetting about his benefits. Ungratefulness, let's define it. It's not feeling or exhibiting gratitude, thanks or appreciation. Not agreeable or pleasant. Uh, ungrateful people aren't pleasant to deal with, and they act like they're owed something. They, they, they act like, what well, I says, you give them opportunity, and they act like that you doing them a favor by giving them opportunity. You go pick them up to get them a free ride, and they sitting in there, got their shoes off in your car. This ain't your car. Put your socks and shoes back on with your trifling self. I saw this lady at the mall the other day. It's really happened. Really happened. And this is the public's mall. We still paying it off. <laughs> okay. Um, and she's sitting up in the common area with her socks and shoes off, all on the couch. And, and I just looked. And then I started walking. I said, I need to say something to her. <laughs> Ungrateful. See, you, you're not agreeable or pleasant. You, you take things that aren't yours and treat them poorly. Anybody ever met somebody that's unthankful, ungrateful? Repellent. That's what it means to be ungrateful. Repellent. Which means you're like something where you pour water and it's got water repellent on it. In other words, you can't even receive something without attitude because you're ungrateful. 
You ever done something for somebody and, 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 and they didn't say thank you? They just, mm. Well, you couldn't have did this, that, and the other. I didn't have to do. But then thankfulness, it means aware or appreciative of a benefit, grateful and expressive of gratitude. So check it out. It's not grateful because it's in your head. It's not thankful because it's in your head. It's only grateful and thankful because it's seen in your hands. In other words, you demonstrate it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And here's the problem with this. This, this unthankfulness thing is a really big deal. Say hi, Bishop. Hi. Romans 121. This is going to blow your mind. And I'm about through. Romans 121. Because all they... They knew God. They did not glorify him as God. Watch this next line. Nor were thankful. So watch what God does to unthankful, ungrateful people who display ingratitude. They became futile in their thoughts. So when you're ungrateful, God says you'll think in circles. And their foolish hearts were darkened. He says, you will act like a fool. A fool is one who does not know that there is a God and they live as if there is not one. He says, your mind, that's what heart is in scripture. He says, your mind will be foolish. You will act like there is no God until one day you're standing in front of him. He says, their foolish hearts were darkened. But wait a minute, it goes deeper. Verse 22, professing to be wise. <laughs> they became fools. He said, when you're unthankful, you're going to act like you know a whole lot. He says, but your life ain't going to show a whole lot. You're going to have a lot of talk, but you ain't going to have a lot of walk. That's why sometimes God will use somebody that don't know a whole lot, and he'll bless them in a big way. And somebody that thinks they know everything, they won't have nothing to show because God says, they're thankful that I saved them. And you got an attitude every time you come into church. Y'all ain't talking. It says, and they changed the glory, verse 23, of an incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creepy things. Here's what he says. He says, they were so unthankful that they could not deal with God unless they were able to make him in an image they understood. What does that mean? So your job is your God because you treat it as your source and it comes before the word. Y'all not talking. Your marriage is your God. Which is why some of them fail because God says you made them an idol. And since you put them in front of me, what I'm going to do is show you that when I said I won't have no other gods before me, that includes who you got a ring from. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me, but I'm preaching right anyhow. Maybe your business is your God. So you, you put it in front of everything that God says. Now I got to do this, I got to do this. And God says you've made me into the image of something you can see. Because you were unthankful. Well, watch this. Somebody say it gets deeper. Okay, verse 24. Also, therefore, rather, God gave them up to uncleanness in the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. Verse 25. Who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Skip down to verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, what does verse 28 say? They like forgetting. They like acting brand new. God gave them over to a debased mind. My old King James readers, you know this word right here is reprobate. <laughs> See? To do the things which are not fitting. Look at me. God says, when you're unthankful, I give you to yourself. Do whatever you want to do. You want to know what hell is when God says, fine. 
Y'all are not talking to me. Some of you need to be glad that you know he still loves you. How do you know? Because when you wanted to do your own thing, God said, no, 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 no. Get back over here. Because correction and is not rejection. Correction is proof of God's love. How do I know he loves me? Because he wouldn't let me do my own thing. Would you slap your neighbor high five and say, I know that he loves me. I know that he loves me. Yeah, I know that he loves me because he would not let me do my own thing. Hell is when God says, do whatever the hell you want. That's hell, literally, literally, that's hell. Hell is when God says, fine. I, I, look, uh, you grown? Fine, do what you want. Every leader in here knows that when you've given up on somebody is when you don't correct them. You've given up when you're like, I don't even have nothing to say. Let them do whatever they want to do. It's not my problem anymore. And the scriptures, when the Hebrews would give up on their children and give up in this sense, not because they stopped loving them, because they realized their children would not listen to them. What they would do is they'd wash their hands and say, do whatever you want. I said, do whatever you want. Oh, you're going to do that? Okay. What you think? Oh, no, don't ask me now. You grown, right? You didn't done it, right? Do whatever you want. It's quiet in the church. Why is it so quiet in the church? Verse 29, it's real, right? But that's how you know he's not giving up on you. See, you should be shouting right now, not getting all quiet. Why? I know he ain't giving up on me. You know he's not giving up on you. Because watch this, he still comes around. And even when you're trying to do your own thing, he still is right there. Even when you try to forget him and act brand new, he's still sitting right there. Think about it. Some of you a year ago, you wouldn't be in church on Thanksgiving Eve. But look at what the Lord has done. Watch, 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 watch. Uh, watch this. L look at verse 29. Being filled with all unrighteousness. So all of this is a result of unthankfulness. God says, this is what I will let you do when you choose to not be thankful. You're not thankful because you forget my benefits. He says, sexual immorality. He says, I saw what you did. I just didn't care to stop you. Okay. Wickedness. Wicked, covetousness. I don't have time to go into definitions. Maliciousness. He says, I see how rude you are. He says, you're just going to do that to the wrong person one day, and they're going to teach you a lesson about that. I see how you lie on leadership. You're just going to lie on the wrong guy the wrong day, and he ain't going to play nice. Full of envy. You want what everybody else got. You can't even enjoy what you got. You're so busy Instagram stalking other people that you. Y'all ain't talking Wednesday night. I don't know why y'all so quiet. I, I, I touch the neighbor say, enjoy what you got. <laughs> Baby, if you ain't got nothing but some bread and peanut butter and jelly, enjoy it. You know why? It's yours. Stop looking at what other uh, people got. You don't know the price they had to pay. Stop wanting everybody else's ham. You don't know the hurt. You don't know the heartache. You don't know the pain. You don't know the issues they had to go through to get that hand. Just be grateful for what you got. If you got a hoopty, be grateful for your hoopty. If you got a bus pass, be grateful for your bus pass. If you don't have none of that, be grateful you got two legs to walk. Somebody holler, thank you, Jesus. It says full of envy. Full of envy, murder. Murder means, watch this, not just literal murder, but murder here means you kill someone's influence. It says you're an influence killer. Anytime somebody says not something nice about somebody else, you say, well, you know, I know that, but now, did you hear this, though? Strife. You create, watch this, you create counterflow. What's that mean? 
This is the flow. When you're ungrateful and unthankful, you're doing this. And you justify it. And you'll be like, I'm just a strong woman. No, you're an unthankful one. I'm just a strong man. No, you're an unthankful one. And what that's telling you is God is saying, I let you do it. Do what you want. Do what you want. Deceit. You know, deceivers are something else. Because they normally play the victim card. And they play the victim card so that you will do all this stuff for them. And then until you realize you've been had. Let's just tell the truth. We've all been had by somebody. And if you ain't never been had, you're the one that had us. So we want to see you. Please let us, let us know. After church, we want to have a conversation. It's one of them turkeys. You want to hold it up so you can see what a jive turkey looks like. Okay, watch. Watch. Verse. Evil mindedness. He said, you just think wrong. Evil means contrary. He says, you just think wrong. He says, you're a whisperer. You're a whisperer. And, th- and let me just say this. this. This happens everywhere. This happens in families. Tomorrow, you're going to see it. Just watch. Just watch. Just watch. You're going to have, you're gonna have that. Somebody going to come in with some, you know, with something that didn't nobody, you know, want or whatever. Or, or she can't cook. And everybody knows she can't cook, but she wants to be helpful. <laughs> come with some stuff. <laughs> watch. And you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna see it. Whispers. Hey, hey, girl. Hey. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey, hey. What's up, Craig? Hey, Craig. Oh, cheating sucker. Hey. Mm, I guess they're back together now. That's what they say. I don't know. Because. Don't say nothing. You know how sensitive she is. Don't say nothing to her. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. Say whispers. The next time somebody comes to you whispering about somebody else, say, oh, come here. Let me just go ask them. You'll shut that stuff down quick, fast, in a hurry. Next time somebody got, and let me tell you, for our church, we will not be a church of gossip. We will not be a church of beast people down. That ain't who we are. So the next time somebody comes to you like that, say, oh, really? Come here. Let me take you to them. Now, you had just told me what now? Oh, you ain't got nothing to say now. Oh, okay. Shut it down. Touch your neighbor and say, shut that mess down. We will speak to the king in one another. We will build one another up. We will not tear one another down. Backbiters, haters of God. You have some relatives that they, they literally, they are in an art with God that the only one in the fight is them. I'm just angry at God. You think he's bothered? No, 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 seriously. No, seriously. I'm just, you know what, me and God, I ain't talked to God in years. His telephone ain't dry. You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, me and God, we just, you know, I don't know. I'm angry with God. Why? Well, this didn't go the way I wanted it to go. So that's his fault? Yeah, that's God's fault. I'm just mad at God. I ain't going to church. I ain't giving. Like, preachers just want my money. No, McDonald's wants your money. The fast food wants your money. Look, you ain't going to say that to nobody on Friday. Huh? Huh? Why are you so quiet? You ain't going to say that to nobody on Friday. I promise you them people ain't concerned about your soul. They want that 498 for that TV. That's what they want. I'm just mad at God. God is not bothered by you being angry with him. 
Instead, if you're angry with him, and we all have those moments, so let's just be real. We all have those moments where we call ourselves mad. I'm mad at God. <laughs> How could you, God? God is like, back up, back up, because it's on. God says, don't hate me, love me, because I love you. Violent. Some of y'all fight too much for nothing. She didn't like the macaroni and cheese. She didn't like the macaroni and cheese. Why can't she come say it to me, though? Like, it's just food. It's okay. And let's make sure there is macaroni and cheese. Hey, shut that. All right. <laughs> All right, I got to quit. I got to quit. I got to quit. And let me just say this. Let me just say this, though. If it don't come out the oven, then I need you to know that ain't macaroni and cheese. If it's craft, I'm here to tell you, that ain't God's will. Not for tomorrow. Not for tomorrow. At least put the craft in the oven. No, I'm not even, I'm not even beating up on you. Look, I can't cook, so I ain't, I ain't judging nobody. What I'm saying is, put it in the oven. Put some cheese crumbles or something on top of it. I got to quit. Watch. 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 Watch this. Proud boasters. Proud boasters. You know what a boaster is? They talk about all this stuff they got, but they don't have nothing on it. Inventors of evil things. This means they come up with lies about you because you know the truth about them. Disobedient to parents. I got to move on right through here. Undiscerning, which means you're silly. Okay. Oh, God, I got to move on. Uh, which means you're silly. Touch your neighbor say, don't be silly. Uh, silly means that you can see what it is. It walks like a duck. It quacks like a duck. In fact, it has a sign on it says saying, I am a duck. And you're so convinced it's a cow. Because you want it to be what you wish it was. Okay. Untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only the same, but those who approve of those who practice them. All of these things, God says, I will let you do when you are unthankful. But I think there's some people on this Wednesday night that can say, now I just figured out how I slipped off into some stuff I shouldn't have got into. It's because I forgot and me forgetting made me unthankful. But there's some thankful people in this church on a Wednesday night that can say, Lord, forgive me for forgetting. Lord, thank you for what you've done for me. Somebody holler, thank you. Thank you. Grateful people, number one, here it is, I'm through, have great attitudes. Okay, all of that comes from not being grateful or thankful. God says, I will let you get off into that when you get ungrateful, and you got ungrateful because you forgot my benefits. So who helps you remember? The Holy Ghost. Did you catch the point tonight, church? See, see, if you find yourself complaining, it's because you forgot. And you forgot, and when you forget, you become ungrateful. When you're ungrateful, you'll slip off into some stuff you ought not be in. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But who's going to remind you on Thursday? The Holy Ghost. Who's going to do it on Friday? The Holy Ghost. Who's going to do it on Saturday? The Holy Ghost. Who's going to do it on Sunday? The Holy Ghost. Say, the Holy Ghost keeps me grateful. First Corinthians 10.10, 10, grateful people have great attitudes. And do not grumble, as some of them did, and they were killed by the destroying angel. God takes this talking too much thing way more serious than we do. That's why if you ever get in legal trouble, they say, whatever you say, 
Kola. It's the same way with God. Everything you speak is recorded. And that's what the Bible says in Revelation that Satan is the accuser of their brethren. What does he do before God? He says, so-and-so been saying all this stuff all day. Now, according to your word, your law, your honor, they have to have what they say. So she says she's so sick and tired of that, make her sick. Y'all not talking. She says she's so tired of it, make her tired. You know what I had to check myself the other day? I would, get, I would start saying to myself, I'm sick. Of, and then the Lord said, stop saying that because you're giving a legal right for something to come that ain't got no business coming your way. Grateful people have what? Great attitudes. They're always like, let's figure it out. Let's get it done. Let's go. Grateful people always come with a smile. In fact, their smile, if you're ungrateful, will tick you off. Why are they so happy? Because I'm grateful. Why are they smiling? Because I'm grateful. Why they ain't got stank face? Because I'm grateful. God has been too good to me for me to sit up with an attitude. Grateful people, number two, give it all. Say give it all. Grateful people are all in. In 2 Chronicles 31, 21, you don't have to turn there. The king has been told he's going to die. God says, get your house in order. You're about to die. He said, you've done a whole lot of stuff I said not to do. It's time for you to go. The king repents, and he becomes grateful. And when he's grateful, God gives him a second chance and adds 15 years to the king's life. When he's grateful, God is like, okay, fine. I'm going to give you some more time. Check this out. God was like, listen, when you became great king, you were holding back. When you became grateful, you gave it all. You know why we hold back? Because we don't want to be hurt. But this, the crazy thing about that is in holding back, that's why you keep getting hurt. <laughs> Y'all didn't hear what I'm saying? That's, that's, like, that's like playing a football game, but you didn't get fully suited and booted. And you out there with folks that got pads on and all this, and you ain't got nothing on but a helmet saying, Lord, protect me. You're going to get hit. You're going to get hurt. Instead, I got to get all in. And grateful people are all in. Grateful people give it all. Lastly, grateful people get more. Here it is. We're about to go home. Say, grateful people get more. There's a story in Luke 17, verses 12 through 19. Don't turn there. Trust me, it's there. You can read it when you get home. In Luke 17, uh, or Luke 12, or 17, rather, verses 12 through 9, there are these 10 lepers. How many? 10. They, uh, Jesus sees them. They see Jesus. Jesus, uh, he says, go show yourself to the priest. He never actually specifically uh, commands certain things. Uh, he says, all right, go show yourself to the priest. The ten guys say, Lord, have mercy on us. He's like, okay, cool. Go show yourself to the priest. Because in the scripture, in order to be deemed clean, the priest had to look at you and validate you. The priest had to vouch you. You couldn't just show up and say, all is good now. You had to go to the man of God, and the man of God will say, all is good now. Got it? So these ten guys, as they're going, say, as they went. As they're going, these 10 guys start looking at their body. They're lepers. Leprosy, it is a disease of the nervous system. Uh, watch this. So it can result in a lack of your ability to feel pain. So then the loss of your extremities because you have repeated injuries that go undetected because you didn't feel that you were cut. So now the cut's infected. And now it's infected to the point to where the extremity has to go because you didn't even know you were bleeding while you were walking. And many infections are initially without symptoms and can remain for 5 to 20 years. So these guys are lepers. And in the Bible, if you were a leper, you couldn't come around everybody else. So if you were a leper, you had to wear different clothes and you had to stay around different people. Lepers had to be around lepers because they couldn't be trusted to be around healthy people. Have you ever noticed that messed up people normally go find the same? Okay. Be careful if you find people that seem to have the same issues as you. Because they will make you think that it's okay to tolerate what you need to cast away. Y'all not talking to me. 
Be careful if all the folks in your circle got bad attitudes because it's going to make you think it's okay for you to have a bad attitude. Be careful if all the folk in your circle are complaining about this, that, and the other because it's going to make you think it's okay to complain. So these guys are walking, and as they're walking, they're looking at their hands, and they look new. They're looking at their feet, and they do too. They're like, this is, look here, look here. They're like, it's on. Man. We, ain't, we ain't been able to be around regular people for years. As soon as the man of God signs off on this here healing, we're good. We get to go back into the population and we get to stop dressing like where we've been. We get to start dressing according to where we're going. Out of those 10 guys, one of them says, wait a minute. What? And he goes back to Jesus. And he says, Jesus, I just, thank you. Thank you. Jesus says, huh, wasn't it 10 of y'all? He says, do you mean the only one who came to give me thanks? Here's the verse. They'll put it up for you. The only one that came to give me thanks was you. You're not even a Hebrew. He says, well, there are not 10 cleansed. Where is the nine? Go back up to the previous verse. Uh, the man comes back to him and he fell down on his, uh, 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 on his face at his feet, giving him what? Giving him what? He's a Samaritan. Next verse, that means he wasn't a Hebrew. It, it, let me contemporize it for us. He wasn't a believer. Okay. Jesus said, where are the other guys at? <laughs> verse 18. Ain't that the way it is, though? Be grateful if one out of ten says thanks. Some of y'all issue is you keep waiting on thank yous from the wrong folk. The Bible says, knowing that whatever good you do, you will receive the same from the Lord. Which means I may do something for A, and I may not get it from A, I may get it from B. Because God gives it back to me, not you. If you live for their applause, you'll die at their criticism. Did you hear what I just said? Some of y'all are dying because ain't nobody said good job. Keep doing a good job, and God will reward you for doing a good job. Next verse. Come on, real quick. Were there not any who found to return to give glory to God except this foreigner? Verse 19. I love what Jesus speaks. And he said to him, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Remember it says, weren't there 10 that were cleansed? This guy, he says, it's made you well. Cleansing in scripture there means that, uh, let's, let's think of it like this. If you got a hole, say a hole. Uh, if you were cleansed in scripture, that just meant that the hole was washed. Okay. When he says your faith has made you well, that word in scripture means it made you whole. So there is no hole. The nine who weren't thankful were going to need the hole cleansed again. Let me talk over here because they ain't get it. There are certain things that God says, the reason you keep going over and over and over and over and over and you keep going through the same cycle over and over is he says, because when I give you a miracle, you never tell me thank you. You think it was you. You think it was your education. You think it was your connections. You think it was who you knew. But I think there's some people in here on a Wednesday can take that can say, all the good that's happened in my life ain't because of me. All the good that's happened in my life is because of Jesus. Are there any thankful people in this place tonight? Oh, really? I said, are there any thankful people in this place? Somebody holler, thank you, Jesus. So check this out. Here it is. He says, he says, listen, I'm going to give you more. I cleanse them, but they're going to need another miracle in a few weeks. I paid their rent, but they in 30 days is coming. I paid their car note, but 30 days is coming. I healed their body, but they got to go back. 
He says, but when you're thankful, not only will I take care of you, but when you are thankful, you're going to get more than everybody else. I won't just clean you up. I'll make you whole. There's a word for that. Shalom. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Nothing lacking. All is well. God says, how do you get that when you are thankful? I'm done preaching now. I just want to see if there's any thankful people in here on a Wednesday night. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Hey, Cricket customers, Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Nice. Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. we never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Yeah!
Phone plan, streams, and standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details.